about the messy thing? Anything else on the messy front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This messy thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Messy and Taylor. That would be sexy. That would be sexy to me. I, 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 I think, think a lot of people, people uh, underrate Taylor. I like Taylor. I, th I don't think he's necessarily the best, but I think that he's underrated. Because out of before Messi, obviously, and all the new people that we're getting, if you ask me what player can he's the only one that had balls. For himself, he's the only one that can create for himself. Robert Taylor. Does Messi score on Tuesday? He's going to score a brace. Ooh. Over to Robert Taylor. Taylor cutting it back. Martinez left it. Chris, the hair on the back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 77 of the Battered Fans Podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, Battered Hair on 77. Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place today. I apologize. Anyway, welcome. We are here. We are live. And uh, a couple decent predictions. You wanted to see Messi Robert Taylor. Our boy Nico, shout out to him from Univision and uh, Total Football. Uh, total. Wait, what is it? Man, I'm butchering everything. I am, I'm so lost. Anyway, uh, shout out to Nico for, for, the, for the brace call. There we go for the for the uh, for the the prediction on the brace. Uh, and as always, I am Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. You got another Duran kicking in the chat. We got uh, little Chris Jose Duran saying, "What's up, guys?" I'm man. solid, man. And uh, Joe Kerr, thanks for checking in in the chat as well. Listen, what a game, right? I mean, I wasn't there in person. I know you were, and you had I a freaking was. blast. And I was, yes. but I I had a blast on my couch too. It was amazing to watch. It was one of the most entertaining games I've watched. Well, it's like a whole new team. I mean, obviously, because you have the greatest player of all time now, and then one of the greatest midfielders of all time. So definitely yeah. a, a new team, and it's almost hard to believe that this is the same team that went winless for 11 games. All of a sudden, you got that Messi effect. He's here. We scored, uh, I want to say it was eight goals in those 10 previous games preceding his arrival. Now we're yeah. two games into the new Messi era, and we scored six goals in those two games. And it's just, I've, I've never felt like when we have the ball, that every time we get to that final third, I feel like we're going to score. Like I yeah. felt like we had a I chance felt great, to score every right? time we every time we were there. I was like, oh, I, I gotta, I gotta, like really pay attention because we might score. And it's and it's been awesome. It's it's been really fun. And um and I like I said, I was glad to be there. I was. We thought that it would be a high scoring game, but I also thought that Atlanta would put up a couple goals. And I mean, that's one of the things we're gonna get into today. But um, but definitely, it's, it was fun. And uh, I'm sorry that you weren't there because there were yeah. a lot of empty seats, so there were a lot of places for you to sit if you would have gone. But unfortunately, those tickets didn't sell. So uh, I what do you want to start off, Chris? Do you want to get on the, the fact that, I mean, it's technically sold out, but it's not really a packed house? Do you want to get into the game? Where do you want to start off today? Because uh, well, we, we got plenty to go. Well, and Emmanuel is is chiming in all the way from Nigeria. Thank you oh, for what's that. What's going on, Emmanuel? And uh, and man, everybody is just stoked about this about this game. Like the messy effect is real. Maybe I felt like I was knee, jerk, knee jerking on Twitter where I said that Inter Miami is going to go undefeated this season. Uh, 
now it doesn't feel like that much of a knee jerk, right? I well, mean, you know what? that's funny you say that because how much crap have I, I mean, I, I've been the one that's been a little bit more brash about it, I guess. But how yeah. much crap have I gotten about me saying, I'll put money, I'll bet anybody that we're going to make the playoffs? And everybody's like, oh, you're wild, you're wild. After watching those first two games, do you think a couple people are like, well, maybe we got a chance? Because I'm sure feeling a lot better about my prediction. Because before it was all math, basically, right? We got yeah. 12 games left against some crappy competition. We got a couple new players. We should be able to win about seven of those 12 games. For sure. But after watching this team for the last two games, don't tell me that more people aren't turning around and saying, well, you know what? Maybe we do have a chance. Well, and listen, I, I think sky's the limits for this team. I mean, Messi got on, Busquets got on. Like, we're talking about this whole thing just 180 in, 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 in the blink of an eye. Uh, Mike V, great nickname, the Nigerian Prince. There we go. And uh, Mike V, again, shout out to the goal of selling cars. Hashtag Damarina. Guys, don't listen to this guy. <laughs> go get an inner Miami plate. Let's go beat that stupid ass Damarino plate that they're selling here in Florida. Okay. Um, Steve Munoz, you 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 willing to bet a coffee on not making the playoffs? Cause I, I know a guy. Steve, how are you still that, doubting that we're gonna we're gonna make the playoffs? Like I understand and, that it's not a guarantee, but come on. And then and then and then we got Stub, Jay Stubbs here kicking in saying that we might not lose a game to be honest. But here's Steve saying we're not gonna make the playoffs. Like, come on, Steve. Now I want and and I want to talk about a little bit about the tickets, but before we do, I want to mention Joe Kerr here. He mentions here, oh nice, Sydney, Australia, messy feed, HD, messified HD. There we go. Wow, thank um, you for joining us from Australia. That's awesome. I always wanted to go down under. And uh, <laughs> and Joe Kerr, uh, of course, he's loving the fridge guy shirt. For those of you that are checking out Danny oh, right now, yes, he has a yeah, beautiful it's the, shirt. It's the official fridge guy shirt. We are still in the hunt for the fridge guy. I have a free yes. shirt for him. And uh, yeah, and if you, you want a fridge, I, I usually wait till the end of the episode. But I guess I'll, I'll plug it now. If you want any uh, Instagram merch. Go ahead, batteredfans.com. We got Messi, we got Inter Miami, we got Fridge Guy, and we, we even got a Pizarro shirt coming. I know, I know some people might think mm. I'm wild for it, but I personally actually I have an idea. I have a sample if anybody wants to nice. see. Nice. I got a sample of the you never forget your first. So people stop hating on him. As much as you hate him, he was the first. So don't he hate was. on Pizarro. He was. So, yes, he anyway. was. Now I do want to talk a little bit about the tickets, right? Um, and, and I guess we'll cover this pretty quickly because if we were to go, I think everybody in the chat's just going to start a bonfire and then we're going to be sitting here for the next hour talking about tickets. But yes, you are right. There are a lot of people that bought those tickets with the full effect of wanting to sell them and the resale market just wasn't there, especially for a Tuesday game, right? Now, that's not where I have a problem. Where I have a problem is with this upcoming game on Wednesday. Because this upcoming game so, on Wednesday, go ahead. No, you don't have a problem with the prices that we just had to pay over the last no, two games? No, no. I mean, I got lucky that I got them for $30 each. But, like, those ticket prices were ridiculous. Well, and so my whole point is, look, the, the prices were ridiculous. But just from the first view perspective where it's like, okay, Messi's coming here, the, the, the hysteria was there, right? But talking about this next game coming up, like – Inter Miami already saw how the market was working, right? And they look at the market and they say, okay, now we got to price these out 
uh, decently to be able to make something, but at the same time sort of facilitate for the people that are wanting to come. And we're talking about a Wednesday game, and there's still high prices right now. You no, go but, and you uh, – and, 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 what are you going to tell me, Danny? You're going to tell me that uh, – that $160, $140 tickets are, are acceptable. I mean, I saw some $80 ones that are in the nosebleeds by the by the new Lego seats, right? Yeah, I'm not you know sitting what? in and... those Lego seats. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm a heavy guy, okay, heavier than most, and I'm not willing to risk my life on those Lego seats. That's not happening. Get out of here. Uh, I do agree with you uh, that they are still overpriced. But Messi's here. You couldn't expect to keep paying the same prices as you were before. Now, I, at least when I logged in to the website this morning, the tickets seem a lot more reasonable than what we've been paying over the last two games, right? Or at least what, what other people were, were had to pay for the last two games. I think they were yeah. a lot more reasonable. Now, I hope that they also fixed up the, the parking situation because those $50 and $70 parkings, now that's out of hand because Messi is what we're seeing on the pitch. That's brand new. But we're still parking on the same dirt roads in the yellow lot and the same tiny little green lot. So that hasn't changed. They haven't upgraded that. So I think it's a little ridiculous that they raised the prices so much for the parking lot. But um, yeah. I, I thought that it was a, a little more respectable, the, the prices for the games. I, I would still like to see it lower because I still think that they might not have a full packed house next Wednesday. On a Wednesday. But, um, like, get out. Get out. Look, you. Look, I, 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 I tweeted. Get out I tweeted, on a Wednesday, I, Danny. Like, come on, man. We're talking about smack dab in the middle of of the week and smack dab in the middle of Broward County. Like, come on, man. <laughs> You're gonna sell your tickets for that high for a Wednesday game? Yeah, but it's the knockout stage, and Messi, Messi's played 114 minutes, I think it is, and in 114 minutes he has three goals and one assist. They they got plenty to sell you on right now. Like everybody's riding that high, and he didn't just play. And we're gonna get into it now, but he didn't just play 45, 60 minutes. He ran out there almost a full 80. And so you would expect that he's gonna do the same thing next game. So the hype might be a little more real, even if it's a Wednesday game. You might get more people out there next Wednesday than you had this past Tuesday. You but you might, but at the end of the day, Inter Miami didn't send some fancy schmancy picture saying, Oh, we sold out Tuesday's game. Of course not, bro. Because it's a Tuesday game. You're not selling that out, Poppy. And then look at Joseph. Maybe they're trying to pay the city fines with the new parking price. Let me tell you something, Broward County. You guys are disgusting. Because you guys were literally about to shut the whole place down to build your stupid jungle gym in the middle of a crappy field and then messy sniffs south florida and now you want to give us that parking lot back you suck broward big time i'm not gonna broward argue sucks I'm not, I'm not gonna argue broward that. sucks <laughs> all right Chris, sorry you broward. Get into the for game? all of you in broward county not all areas of broward sucks but for sure that area sucks do you, do you want to get into the game I do want to get into the game, so I'll give you a little uh, breakdown of what happened. before. Uh, yeah, you, I, it's like I told you, if we're going to get started, we're doing an hour show talking about tickets, okay? <laughs> but we're not going to do that. We're not going to send the and, – uh, and, and Sam, thank you for shouting out first time here. Welcome. And we always talk about Robert Taylor, okay? Mm -hmm. He's the man in this mm -hmm. channel, okay? We, we don't sleep. We're straight up woke, 
okay? And Messified wants to mention here if Iguain got the same sort of um, the same sort of hype when he first joined. Maybe you can answer that a little better than I can, Danny. Um, I'm it's definitely not the same type of hype. I mean, there there's no hype like the one that Messi brought, but there was excitement around Iguain's arrival, uh, simply because. Yeah. He was the first big name that came to the club because although we had other DPs before him, we had uh, Pellegrini, we had Pizarro. There was no like big known Europe coming from those European league names. Iguain was our very first one. So there was yeah. buzz and there was excitement. I believe his first game, he might have scored off of a free kick goal against the Red Bulls in New Jersey. I want to say I might be off on that, but I believe that that's what happened. So there was some hype with Iguain. Now, we did, the, the fan base did turn on him rather quickly because he, um, one, he wasn't performing, two, he had a crappy attitude. Uh, but, but, you know, he came back around, he started performing well right before he, he decided to retire. Um, but no, no, nothing like Messi. And I don't think we'll ever see anything like Messi. The, the hype around no. Messi worldwide, you're never going to see that again. No, you're not. You're definitely not going to see it. Listen, when Broward Heron comes in, listen, Broward Heron, come in, baby. And we'll tell you how much Broward. See, see, he probably thinks like half of Broward sucks. Everybody that lives in Broward probably thinks that half of Broward sucks. And Steve, he was lukewarm, right? I mean, the problem is, is that the expectations were a little high on him, right? I imagine I the expectations I, were a little high. I think the only reason that he had a little bit of hype, because I don't, when people heard that it was Iguain, they're like, it's like one of those like, Ah, uh, like that's that's who we can. All right, I guess because you knew him, right? He had a a, a good showing in Napoli. Like you knew that he had yeah. some like some pedigree. So you were hoping that you would get something out of him. But there wasn't like crazy excitement. But because yeah. that was our first big name, you know, you you had a little thing going for him. But um, but definitely nothing like the messy thing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. All right. So talking about this last game, right? So we had a breakdown of I think it was a four three three. So I'll, I'll, I'll go through the starting lineup here. We had Yedlin on the right, Kristoff and Kamal Miller in the middle in the back. You had Noah Allen over on the left back. Uh, you had Busquets, Arroyo, and Ben Krem playing in the middle of the field. Then you had Messi on the right wing. You had Taylor on the left wing. And then you had Joseph Martinez playing up top, which at the, at, at the beginning of the game, I actually noticed that Dixon Arroyo actually didn't play on the right much. He sort of played a little bit behind, uh, I think it was a little bit behind Busquets, um, and Yedlin was sort of covering that space often. What what what, they, what they're going to do with, with those two is that they're going to play like double pivot, like two CDMs, and kind of yeah. let Busquets kind of have the freedom to, to roam and push the ball up. And that's why it's so important to have uh, Arroyo and hopefully want Gregory back because you want somebody to kind of... Uh, you know, fill in that that gap, and here is the the starting lineup from uh, from Tuesday's from, game. From, like you were saying, yeah, and and the way it was structured, like you see, it's four three three. But in reality, like I said, um, Busquets played uh, a little bit in front of Arroyo. You had Ben Krem that played a little bit in, in in front of him, and then you had Taylor and Messi on the wings, and then you had Martinez up at the top. Um, the 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 wing backs basically pushed up a lot further than they, they they went into Franco mode, shall I say. So uh Franco but, Negri that is. Yeah, Franco Negri. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. So then we had some some substitutions. We had Victor Uyoa that came in for Busquets, uh, which I want to talk a little bit about how Victor Uyoa, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but on the TV I did, 
Victor Uyoa was just getting freaking bullied, bro. Thrown all no. over the field. Oh, no, my goodness. That. Anybody that was watching on TV, man, I'm going to see if I can record this from my phone because I can't screen record on, on Apple because Apple is super dumb. And he got bullied. I swear, I swear, like maybe three, four times just got tossed on the field like a baby, which I feel bad because Uyoa is, is really good. I mean, in terms of like his attitude, he's not really like a, a conflicting player or anything like that. Right. Shout out to Munchies, new to the podcast, right? Throw up that W. Today is Woo Wednesday. Oh, that's it. That is Woo Wednesday. And if you're new here, yes. and I mean, if you, if you obviously if you enjoy it, go ahead and like and subscribe and uh, keep joining the show. We, we love having people joining in the chat. And then just as quickly as McVeigh came in for Kristoff, McVeigh got tossed out red card because McVeigh, what are you doing? This guy almost threw a DDT. On a freaking on, on on a freaking forward, bro. I I I unfortunately today I usually like to watch the games back in, uh, on TV before we come on and, and record. Today I didn't have the opportunity to, to do that, so I honestly have no idea what that red car was for. And obviously I was on the other side of the field. I was on the south stand, so I I I don't know. You tell me what was it that he did that gave that red card? Uh, I think from what I, from what I remember, the 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 attacker sort of got. You know, he beat him, and so since he beat him, he sort of grabbed his shirt. But, like, you could tell, like, he just pulled him. He he got beat, and he pulled his shirt, obviously. And it was inside stopping. the box. Yeah, you're stopping an attacking play. It's a wrap. You're getting that red card called on you, 10 out of 10 in that play. So, uh, yeah, damn, Thursday the, already, Emmanuel? Damn. Happy Thursday to the Nigerian prince. Yep, and Tebow. Uh, he didn't even sweat. Yeah, just as quick as he got on the pitch, he got off the pitch. Shout out to Lucas. I still got to hit you up about the hat, bro. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll link up about that. Well, let, let, let's you... real quick before before you keep going. Can we talk about McVeigh a second? Oh God, McVeigh last year was primarily a left back, but I thought he played very well when they did put him at center back for a couple games. And I think before the season started, we all felt pretty confident in having him as our one of our center backs. But he has had a very down year. Like, yeah. I, I think, and I remember I, I posed this question. I don't know if it was to Franco. Somebody was on the show. Uh, we had a reporter on, and I forget who it was. But I posed the question that, is it possible that we are a little overconfident on McVay because he did look good the few times we saw him at Southern back, but the sample size was so small that we didn't know if he could keep it up. And for the most part, they said no, that he would do well. And I agreed. I was like, even though it's a small sample size, it looked like he would do good. But we were completely yeah. wrong. McVay's had a really bad year. And I, yeah. I, I think that that's cost us big time because, I mean, you want depth at that position, and he isn't a good depth piece. Well, and and I don't know if I'm going to start poking into some, like, I don't know if I'm going to start poking into, like, some, like, uh, suspicious stuff here. But do you think that maybe Kristoff and Kamal Miller coming onto the team just hit him with a freaking blow to the ribs because that basically tells him, we don't think you're good enough to start. We need to bring these two guys in to, to I, work in front of you. I think Kamal Miller might have been one of the reasons that, that, that the, one of the reasons that Kamal Miller was brought in was because McVeigh looked so poor. Because remember, Kamal Miller didn't come in until like April. Oh, by that point, our, our defense was already looking poor. Look at this blazing take by Mike V. I mean, Mike V's on it. 
McVay better than both Kristoff and Miller? Oh, you're going to have a lot of contesters right there, Mike. Get ready. Everybody on the chat's going to freaking tackle you, bro. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think at this point he's just trolling because uh, I don't think anybody would say <laughs> that he is better than Christoph or Miller. Now, I was having an interesting conversation with Nico today. Uh, Nico, yeah. the person that was uh, the, our guest last uh, last episode, I was having a conversation with him. We were texting back and forth, and he was telling me that he prefers Miller over Christoph. He he doesn't he doesn't believe in Christoph at all. Now I, I I'm kind of curious what you think. Do you would you take if you had to pick between one or the other? Would you rather have Christoph or Kamal Miller? Now obviously they're both going to be starting because we don't really have anybody else, but. If you had to choose one uh, one over the other, who would you go with? They're both slow as molasses. Yes, they're both very right? slow. This is true. They yes. both they both are are just concrete legs. But I'll tell you, I think I would rather go with Miller, but it's not by a long shot. It's See, not I'd by a long shot at all. I'd rather go Christoph. with Christoph. I think Christoph is better defensively. I think he has. I think he's better uh, giving outlet passes, and I think he looks a little calmer in, in, when they're pressing him. I, I, I'm not a. I don't think Kamal Miller is bad, but I'm not sold on Kamal Miller, honestly. Well, I, I think Kristoff, and let me tell you, in the beginning of the game when I was watching it yesterday, I noticed that they were sort of pressing really high Atlanta, and they were putting a lot of pressure on all the defenders, but whenever Kristoff got the ball, they kind of fell back a little bit. And I don't know if maybe there was like a scheme or like a game plan or something that they decided like, hey, don't push up on that on this Ukrainian guy. Right, because he seems like he's very peaceful with the ball, not like uh, Miller. Miller actually pushes it up, so I, that's why I like him. He pushes the ball up a little bit more than than Kristoff does, um, and he plays a little bit better defense. I mean, but they're both slow as shit. They're both slow as shit. So, you know, it is what it is. That's the only thing that's good about Broward County is Noah Allen. By the way, the the go. The goalie, the best in the MLS. Um, I'm assuming, obviously, talking about Drake Callender, and I guess we can get oh, into yes. that right now. We'll get into the whole messy thing, obviously, because that was very impressive. Winning 4-0, our offense looks great. But I think the most yeah. surprising thing that and nobody was talking about it was the fact that we got a shutout. And this isn't just a regular shutout. Now, you have to understand, when we were going into this game, when we were on, on Monday, when we were previewing the game, we said there's going to be a lot of goals. For two reasons. One, because we always surrender a lot of goals. And Atlanta is one of the most potent offenses in the league. Like, they are the third best high-scoring team in the league. So you figure they're going to get the back of the net at least once or twice. And they did the first, was it, like two minutes of the game? But it was just offside. But once that happened, I was like, oh, crap, we're in trouble. But Miami buckled down, and Drake did his thing. Drake, yeah. to me is top three goalies in this league hands down top three yeah and i don't i, I don't want to say one because I, I i know that i might be forgetting a couple people i know andre blake and nobody considers him there this year but i know that there's a, a handful that people might consider but drake has been standing on his hand for this team and the cherry on top of this game was that penalty save like i oh. think that was the biggest moment of the game almost maybe the, the first two messy goals obviously were the hypest but, man, the game's out of reach. Everybody's kind of died down. You know the game's over. But saving that clean sheet by saving a penalty against Almada, like, I don't think many people expected that. And that was, like, the exclamation point. 
And that was an awesome moment for Drake. And I'm really glad that he got that going. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. And and I mean, everybody's on board. I mean, look at Broward Heron. He's mentioning Drake's amazing. Uh, we got Drake is him by Lucas. We got my son talking about if we could talk about the penalty. Um, look, I, when it comes to Drake, he is that guy. It's like what they mentioned. He is that guy. And the worst part about the ending was is the fact that it could have possibly been a goal right when Busquets and Messi got off. So imagine the ridicule that this team would have gotten to say Messi and Busquets are in the game. They're 4-0, and they get off the game, and then now they're everybody will be looking at Inter Miami like you can't do anything without these guys. So the fact that Drake was able to hold him hold himself down while Messi and Busquets were off the field not only does good for himself, but does good for the team as a whole. Uh, uh, I hear that in the chat they were saying that uh, it was a very bad taken, uh, poorly taken penalty. I agree, it was it was poorly taken, but it's like that's a paneka, on him, right? Like, like, yeah, right. That's, it's like a that's on you, him. Goalies get scored on on the oddest of, of penalty kicks, so you're like, man, that that was they almost made him look foolish. He didn't get fooled. I understand that it was poorly taken, but he didn't jump the that's wrong way, and he got it. So I, I'll still give him credit, although, yes, I agree. That was an oddly taken penalty kick by Almada, which is a, an absolute baller. So I, I still give Drake the credit, not just for that penalty, but for the other six days that he had this game. So it, he gets all the credit for me. Is It definitely wasn't a screamer, right? No. And it wasn't and it wasn't a and it wasn't a Bryce Duke against Orlando penalty kick. But you know what, Amada, you know what? Do better, bro. That's it. That's it. Do better. Do better. You suck. All right. Do you want to go down the scores? So the scores, obviously, everybody knows the scores. Okay, because Messi scored the first two goals. Okay, we had a goal. Ah, uh, geez, what what minute was it? I didn't write down the minute. It was the eighth minute uh, by Messi. Beautiful, beautiful goal. And then you had uh, another goal by Messi on the 22nd minute, right before the half. Yeah, go ahead, Danny. No, I was going to say, at that moment, when you see that he has two goals in the first 22 minutes, I'm thinking hat trick. What are you thinking when I see when you see that? Because that was well, wild course. to me. Yeah, I, th I thought the hat trick was right around the corner. But, you know, the, the fact that Robert Taylor got two goals, he also got very close to a hat trick. Robert Taylor scored yes. a goal right before the half at 44 minutes and then later on scored at 53 minutes and at the 53-minute mark. And later on, he actually had an attempt that could have gone in if he would have cleanly had that. So, Well, and, and so what's up to Diego from Argentina? Thank you for, for joining up, us. What up, Diego? Um, the first goal I thought was uh, Ray Hudson said that it was silly how he was playing uh, one on two, and he just hit it to himself off the post. He's something like that. It was, it was a funny yeah. thing, but it, it is crazy the balance and the the awareness that Messi has because most players in that situation, as they're drifting to their left, they kick the ball to the far post and they keep drifting with their momentum as they watch the ball go in. He didn't. He hit it. It hit off the post, and he was waiting for the rebound just in case it didn't go in. Like Messi, watching him has been such a joy, and it's only been like 114 minutes. It hasn't been like full two games yet or anything, but 
it's been such a joy. And I was talking to my wife about this, about how you hear that you're going to get the greatest player of all time. Everybody knows who Messi is. And he is the greatest player of all time in a sport that's been around for over a century and has been played professionally by thousands of people. But he is considered the greatest. So when you see him in front of you, you should expect to see things that you have never seen and just greatness. But until yeah. you see it, it doesn't really register how great this guy is. Those across the field passes that he would do from the right sideline all the way to the left to Robert Taylor streaking down, the way it would land right at Robert Taylor's yeah. feet, like the precision, the, 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 the balance, the footwork, the it, it's just everything. It's it's even hard to put into words what I was watching, but I am so grateful that we're about to witness this for the next two and a half years because it, it is pure greatness. And I, I and I almost feel weird saying that I'm surprised at how great it is because if somebody tells you he's the greatest of all time, you should expect greatness. But man, yeah. it, it is it's a thing of beauty. It really is. Well, and I think what, what takes a lot of people back, it's not the fact that it's surprising. It's just seeing the kind of quality that he brings as a soccer player, as a football player, because I don't even want to call it soccer when I'm talking about Messi. Um, the, the kind of quality that he brings to the sport, to the team, and we're talking about he's not playing with, like, super all-stars here, right? Uh, Daniel, yeah, Daniel might be on cloud, cloud nine. nine. Yes. 100% I mean, on who, cloud nine. Who isn't? Who isn't? And Lucas, yeah. thank you for the shout out, bro. Thank you for the shout out. Four hundred subscribers, we're there. And uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Danny. Well, I was gonna say, so Messi's been great, but we we can't not talk about Busquets. Busquets was the one that fouled him on that opening uh, uh, over the top pass that that landed said beautifully he's a in front of Messi. And yes, he's really he a freaking genius. Yeah, he said that of the two, he loves playing Busquets. I'm sure he was tongue-in-cheek, but because he's just a genius. And the way he commands the ball in the midfield, the way he leads the ball forward, man, Busquets. And you know what's funny is that we're, we're talking about how different this team looks right now. Messi's trained like five or six days. Busquets has been here for like eight or nine days in this country. Yeah. And they already look like a different team. We still have Jordi Alba on the way. We have Facundo Farias and we have Diego Gomez who are yet to lace him up. Like this team is going to be sick. Like people do not want to see us. They don't. People said I was crazy. I'm telling you, we're making the playoffs. Steve Munoz, I'm looking at you, sir. You, I'm looking at you, Steve. We're making the playoffs, Steve. I'm telling you. Everybody right now needs to type in the chat. We're making the playoffs, Steve. Because, yeah, Steve, <laughs> you're the only, the only one doubter. that thinks that we're not making the playoffs. And I promise you, when we make the playoffs, we're making a video for you. Promise. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get into Robert Taylor, right? So Messi had the first two goals. Then Robert Taylor shows up. Now, like Robert Taylor, you and I have been saying we like Robert Taylor. Last season, I was always calling him Neymar Light because I felt like he could take anybody on one-on-one. Obviously, he doesn't have a lot of space to work. But now that Messi's here, Robert Taylor has room to work. And he showed it yesterday. So what do you think of Robert Taylor's um, 
performance yesterday because now supposedly he was one of the most searched soccer players in the world over the last 24 hours. Well, I'll tell you right now, I hope that he doesn't get signed to like some league like La Liga or like the the APL because that's what's going to happen. If he keeps scoring goals, this kid's not going to be here this year or he's not going to be here next year. Uh, I'll tell you, you and I, Danny, we are woke. We're not sleeping. Not like some (laughs) other guys that have no idea who Robert Taylor is. We've been talking Robert Taylor big on this podcast. But I think I think a lot of people have been talking to Robert Taylor also. You know, but who's having fun? I mean, what was it? I think Mike V made a comment here. Hold on. I need to find this comment by Mike V. Are we going well, look- to ignore the fact that Robert Taylor ran the field in 12 seconds? I mean, Robert Taylor couldn't be more happy to play with Messi and Busquets than anybody well- else on this team. Look, uh, uh, yes, I agree. And then what, what he's talking about is that you don't make those runs when it's Campana leading the charge or Pizarro leading the charge on those on those, uh, on those those transition yes. plays because you don't know if you're going to get the ball. But when you know Messi is the one kind of uh, orchestrating everything, you know if there's a pass to be had, you put yourself in position, Messi's going to find you. And Robert Taylor has taken the most advantage of that. Yes. Now, I will tell you, Although I liked Robert Taylor, and I've been a fan since last year, I never thought that he would be the one benefiting the most from Messi showing up. And obviously, it's only been two games, small sample size. But I didn't see – I thought Joseph. I thought Campana. I thought Stefanelli if he got healthy and played. Robert Taylor, we, that guy has played so many positions. He might have played goalie at some point. He's been everywhere for us. And uh, he's finally found a place out on the left side of Messi. And it's almost like he found a home. And I, I do want to get into this because I, I do think that he's unfortunately might be left out of the starting 11 eventually anyway. But what? But we'll get in, we'll get into that. We'll get what? into that. But did you, you see smoking, Robert Taylor? Are you smoking like are you smoking drugs? Are you smoking drugs right now? I am not. I am You're not. Tripping, and, and we're, bro. Before we get into this, because I, I would love to debate this with you. Did you expect Robert Taylor to be the one to benefit the most from this messy arrival? I thought that it was going to be either him or Joseph that was going to benefit. I mean, this is one game. We have, we have, we have, yes, okay, Robert we have Heron, two you're 100% games. right. That's why I want to see Campana with him. I, I, yes. 100%. Let, let me tell you something. Why did they put Campana in after Messi? Like, everybody's reading into it like, oh, Campana and Messi, like, they don't like each other. Like, no, bro, it's not that serious. But like, really, people I really think that? it's, yeah. There was people like, oh, I think that there might be like disturbance in the locker room. What? Shut up. Okay, that's number one. And number two, I don't think that it's fair for Messi to not have time with Campana. Here's Joseph hogging up all the Messi time. Let me. T- I don't know if you guys saw this, but Messi tried a corner kick where he passed it to Joseph, and Joseph got in his freaking bicycle stance. Like, oh, my God, here it comes, bro. And I think that they have a set play where he's doing that. Mm, but I didn't see that. I'll tell you one person that would have thrived with Messi, and that's Emerson Rodriguez. And that's Emerson motherfucking Rodriguez, baby. I mean, are you <laughs> kidding me? Imagine that, that juggernaut with mm. Messi. Come on, guys. Come on, chat. Bring wow. it. 
Come on. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. I love putting uh, the brakes on you, bro. Yeah, well, you did it because I don't even know what look to at say it, to that. Look at that. Lucas said pr- Chris is preaching. That's what I'm talking about, Lucas. I don't care if you wrote right. that before what I just said, but I'm putting it up anyway. All right. I, I do want to get into this real quick. So Robert Taylor oh, has looked really good. Yeah, baby. Oh, is that who's playing against Orlando? Yeah, I, buddy. You know what? I hate to admit it, but I kind of want Orlando to win because I want to play them next round, and we'll get, we're get we going to get into that later, though. I want to um, see Emerson come and play into Miami so that way he could score, like, five goals on us. What? Why would you want to Because we're going to score, like, seven. We're going to score, like, seven, so it doesn't matter. We'll oh. still win. Okay, got you, got you. So we were talking about Robbie Taylor. And I do believe, Robert Taylor, I do believe that he has benefited. I think that he looks great. But I think there is a chance that he doesn't keep his starting starting spot on the team. If you look at our lineup, who do you think leaves when Jordi Alba comes back? Noah Allen. Right. Okay. Now, Diego Gomez is supposed to be a great midfielder. Who do you think leaves when Diego Gomez starts starting, begins to start? Ben Krem. Yes, I agree. And then we have Facundo Farias. Get him out. He's supposed to be a stud. He's supposed to be a stud. One of the best prospects in South America. Supposedly he kills it on the left side. Do you think that if he comes to the team... That Robert Taylor is still going to keep that spot? I would, I would, I would like to look. I, I'm a, I'm a sap when it comes to, to keeping my like my homegrown guys, those guys that I started rooting for when they were like you know not not. What, what's good what's Facundo's, they, what's Facundo's last name? I believe it's Farias. F A R I A S. Um, so I, I, I do think as much as I would like to see Robert Taylor continue to succeed. Because Facundo is on his way, I do think that there's a chance that Robert Taylor doesn't get to start because, I mean, one, that's a Tata signing. Tata is, is great when it comes to scouting South American talent. If he wanted Facundo, he intends to use Facundo. Second, when you have a U22 initiative player, they're getting paid decent money. They might get paid more than the max salary of $651,250, Right? It might be in the seven, eight hundred thousand. It might be in the millions. You know, I don't know what his his salary is going to be, but a U twenty two initiative is almost like a baby DP. So he's going to get paid decent money. Do you really think that Robert Taylor keeps that? Now, if Robert Taylor comes out next week on Wednesday and maybe drops like a hat trick, then I think that that has a decision to make. But I do think that unfortunately he might lose his spot, even though he's playing well. And I'm not saying that's what I want. I want to see him keep playing. I, I, I like Robert Taylor. I love Robert Taylor. But I, I do think that that's a possibility. You no, want me nothing? to show you what a possibility is? This guy's a 75 on FIFA, bro. And the only reason that he gets that gassed up number is because he plays in a league in Argentina. Put that guy like in some other league in the middle of nowhere. This guy's like a 68 at best. Okay. 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 <laughs> If we're going to go FIFA Get rating, this guy out. Get this if, guy if out of here. 
Look, this guy doesn't even know how to pass. Look at him. I want go ahead and and pull up Robert Taylor's FIFA card if you're gonna go FIFA right now. I'm not gonna do that. I don't have no access to that. (laughs) I have no access. I have no access to Robert Taylor's FIFA card. Give me about a week because FIFA's gonna release his FIFA card, the new one, after this two goal, after this two goal, one assist bonanza that he had. Well, okay. you know what? I, Robert Taylor is actually better than I thought. He's a 66, so that's not too bad. Well, but that's because he's in the MLS, so he got he got dropped down just due to the fact of what league he plays in. This guy, Farias, you know, just because he's from Argentina, gets this bolstered up. I mean, 68 that I gave him is like being kind. He'd probably be like a 61. He'd be like a uh, 61. I, I want to say that Clara started dropping some knowledge maybe on um... – on him, but I missed it because I saw somebody referring to something that she said. But regardless, I, I think that he is um, – I think he's going to get that spot, honestly. And I'm not – like I said, I'm not saying that I want that. I, I would love to see Robert Taylor continue to start. But I do think that when we get back and we're at full strength with all our new players, I think that Robert Taylor is no longer there, unfortunately. And I think we're going to see the back four with Jordi, Al, uh, Jordi, Jordi Alba uh, instead of Noah Allen. And then you have Miller, Kristoff, and Yedlin. I would actually like, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see Noah Allen playing instead of Kamal Miller. Oh, that's now, I remember, bold, bro. Look, I know that Noah Allen was playing center back when it was three in the back, so it's a little different, right? You have some extra help. You're just you're off on the left side. But you know what? I want to see Noah Allen on the field. And if he's not going to get on the field over Jordy Allen, put him in, put him over Kamal Miller. I understand he's undersized. And maybe it's, it's it's silly for me to say, but man, I, I want to see Noah Allen on the field. But Listen. let's say with without that Noah Allen. So we were going Jordi Alba, Kamal Miller, Kristoff, and Yedlin. That's the back four. Then you have yeah. Arroyo and Busquets as the double pivot. And then in the middle, you're going to have Diego Gomez. You're going to have uh, Messi and Facundo Farias. And then you're going to have Joseph as the single up top. And I think that that's what the starting 11 is going to be once everybody's healthy. Well, listen, Steve Munoz says Look, we yes, need Steve. Okay, yes, I understand. Right. It, 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 like was, this, it was a bit of hyperbole. It was a bit of hyperbole. This kid looks like he weighs 80 pounds max. I know, I okay. know. That's why he can't be, and, I know. And, and I just hate Thomas, to see these young kids not play. And Thomas, it's not very wise for me to judge by a FIFA card. You might be right, but you got to get the show, bro. You got to get it, <laughs> okay? You don't get the show. You got to get the show. Yeah, no, yeah. You just have to understand. That's how that's how I, Chris scouts. That's I live and scouts. die by FIFA ratings. Okay, that's how I live I'm my gonna, life. I'm I'm gonna make a shirt for you, Chris, and it's just gonna say, "But what's his FIFA rating?" That, that's what it's. Yo, that is a banger. <laughs> Would any of you guys in the chat get that shirt? That that's is what it's a gonna say. golden gem right there. But but what's his FIFA rating? Anyway, all right. So, um, like we said, oh, so we were talking about Jordi Alba just now. So he's supposed to arrive this weekend. Supposedly going to go straight to uh, to training, and there's a good chance that he finally debuts next Wednesday. So we're gonna have Jordi Alba, Busquets, and Messi possibly all starting. Well, I don't know if Jordi Alba will start. Maybe he'll come in as a late sub. But there's a good chance that we see all three of them on the field on Wednesday. And this team just it feels like every passing week is just going to get stronger and stronger. Well, that's I mean, that's going to be amazing to watch the development of this team just little by little as pieces start to come in. Um, 
my whole question is how these pieces are going to be fitting with Tata's sort of structure. I think someone put it up here a little bit earlier. It might have been Mike V or it might have been somebody else mentioned that we have to pick the team according to a 3-5-2 formation, which, I mean, if we do that, then then these all these additions are going to just gel very well together. I'm sorry, what um, was that, 3-5-2? Yeah, a 3-5-2, yep. Tata historically has always played with four in the back. Now he went like, and, and we brought it up a few times that he went five in the back in the 2018 season to end when they won the championship. But historically he goes four in the back. Now, if they go five in the back, Noah Allen has to be that third center back. No, because that's what he was. He's played that in the last couple of weeks. So I know that we need side of center back, but if we go three, five, two, Noah Allen has to, because I'm not putting McVay back there. Oh, but look, Esteban's putting here with Noah, you lose size. I mean, that's hundred percent. But but that's we lost size. Those uh, who was it that we played when he was the third center back? It might have been, might have been DC. One of those draws that we got when we got like a, a random run of draws. And again, yeah. I understand we need size, but if the option is between Noah Allen and McVay, I'll take my chances with Noah Allen, and you know, I'll see how that goes. And um, and Diego Diego put a comment up saying that I could check Facundo Farias crazy skills and goals in 2022 listen uh diego and listen diego made, diego's in argentina he knows what he's talking about listen i made a highlight video of one of our players robbie robinson he looked like a god on that no he didn't and this guy threw up his lunch two games ago yes noah allen does look very good and we really hope that we can somehow keep because that's my thing like if you this is what happens in Europe, right? When you have really good young talent and you don't have room for them, you loan them out so that they can keep getting playing time and experience somewhere else. What are we going to do with Noah Allen? He's going to keep improving if he keeps playing. What are you going to yeah. do with, with Kremaki if he doesn't get on the... Like, we need to find places for these kids to play. Now, maybe Jordi Alba doesn't play a full 90 and Noah Allen does start playing maybe 20, 30 minutes every game. You know, I, I'm good with that. But I, I, I would like to see Noah Allen keep... Because to me, out of all the young guys, to me, number one was Ian Frey and number two, Noah Allen. Those are the two guys to me that have stood out the most of the of the young core of those homegrown players. Well, and I have a question for you, Danny, and, and maybe you might know the answer better than I can be able to come up with. But do you think that maybe the organization went a little overboard in shopping for players? No. Due to the fact that we have... No, and, and I'm not talking about the big names, right? I'm talking about... For example, for Farias, for Diego, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe they're trying to sort of make up for the fact that we have all these players that are injured, that are not going to be back for months. We have so many in, 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 uh, players that don't have that experience. So let's get some other guys, bring them in because they'll mesh well with the players that the big guys that we're going to be bringing in. What do you think about that? Do you think that they overshopped? And so no, now. I you you'll have Gregory and Mota coming back along with Ben Krem. And I mean, Ian Frey got injured, but you know, uh, David Ruiz getting this experience and sort of meshing decently with the team where now we have like an over abundance of players versus cool. a lackluster amount of players. Well, for, for one, that's never a bad thing to have, right. As a fan, at least right. As a coaching staff yeah. and as the players themselves, they won't play in time. So that's rough. But when Messi and Busquets came here with Tata, they came here to win, right? They're not here yeah. to wait for these young kids to kind of be ready. 
Now, if they start to get ready and show promise right off the bat, that's great. But you want guys around you that are ready to win right now. I love Noah Allen. Yeah. I know Noah Allen maybe isn't ready to win a, a Champions League or in the CONCACAF, you know? Like, maybe he's not yeah. there yet. He's going to be there. I'm 100% sure he is. But maybe he's not there yet. Kremaski. Kremaski's been not that great over the last couple of games, right? But I still think he has great promise. Like, it, yes, I it, I understand what you're saying. And I think that he they would do really good as far as progressing next to yeah. these guys. But Messi and Busquets and these guys, they're older. They, they're only here for two and a half years. They don't want the project. They want to win, you know? And it, they will help the young guys, but they also want to win. So I think it's healthy to have a nice mix. Um, but I do I, I hope that they figure out a way to keep giving these guys some playing time because I think they deserve it. I think they've played very well, but I think it's it's more about winning. And you do that with world-class players. And I think that the, the two uh, players that they're bringing on right now from South America, and if they end up getting a third, like Thomas Aviles uh, or, or you know, whoever else they, they plan on getting, those are quality yeah. players that are probably eventually going to end up in Europe. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think that, that they went overboard shopping, no. I mean, so what? They're, these guys are coming in. They're signing one-year, two-year deals. So that way, by the I end think, of the... I think they'll all be here for the extent of Messi's uh, stay here. I think they all want to... At least my understanding, they're all from South America. South South America, right? Uruguay, Paraguay, uh, um, Argentina. Like That's where they've been scouting. Yeah. Messi's like a god to these kids. Like, yeah. if you get to play with Messi for two and a half years, you stick around for two and a half years. I wouldn't be surprised if Joseph, that's getting paid like four and a half million dollars this year, stays on a TAM deal next year just to keep playing with Messi. Is he going to do it? I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if you find out that people start taking discounts just so they can play with Messi. Like, it has to be great being around greatness. Yeah, no, of course. And then you not only do you better your, your game as a whole, but then you're playing with better teammates who are going to make you better i mean there's going to be guys that are going to be willing to play for a bag of cheetos so and and steve munoz makes a great point fadi's got injured and that's why he isn't in europe and it was similar to what almada went to that that's in atlanta diego almada should have been in europe already also now he wasn't injured he had a a, a different type of issue right a personal issue that ended up getting resolved but that's why he didn't end up in europe so Atlanta went ahead and paid him a bunch of money, and that's how he's in Atlanta, and he's going to end up in Europe soon. But Facundo Farias could be what Atlanta got with Almada. It's just that I think that he might stick around until Messi's gone because when yeah. you have a chance to play with greatness, I think you take that at least for a year and a half. Maybe after a year and a half, it's like, all right, it's time for me to go. But they're not leaving next year. I, th I think we have those kids for at least a year and a half. So one thing that I saw that you – that that we that you posted up on our on our battered herons twitter and for those of you uh that are not following us there please follow us on twitter it's a fun follow you can follow myself too but mostly follow danny because he is very organized and he made a messy tracker right which by by the way i i i had two people then Arrington from intermarrying podcast he, uh, he hit me up, let me know that I had a typo on Indiana Vasilev's name. Thank you, Than. And I had, oh, my God, his name slips me. But somebody else contacted me. I apologize if you're watching this and I forgot your name. Uh, but he let me know that for some reason, as I was filling in the info, I only put in um, your boy Larry, uh, what's his name? 
Ariel Lasseter's two U, uh, U.S. Open Cups. I forgot to add in his regular season cups. So there were two typos. I will fix those. But yes, we started a messy tracker. Yeah, but that's because you hate. Uh, that's because you hate Lasseter. Which, by the way, I wanted the clip. I don't know if you saw any highlights of Montreal lately, but like two games ago, he had a. I think it was a penalty kick, and he blasted it up against the pole, uh, up against the post. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to click that for you. Oh my goodness, that's going to be a blast. (laughs) Well, uh, we started the Messi tracker, right? Battered Heron started a Messi tracker because, I mean, you watch, he hasn't played a full two games yet. And if you look at this, now that we we added Ariel Lasseter's and we fixed his goal, Messi's tied for 11th, right? I got to fix it. He's tied for 11th all-time goals with three, right? I mean, the team's only been around for three. Short history. Right, short history. But if he gets one more goal, he is now in sole possession of 10th place. And then you keep going. And he is, I mean, Gonzalo Higuain has 29. But all he needs is five more goals or six more goals this year. And he's already in the top three. Like, it's not going to take very long for him to be leading in both of these goals and assists. Like, yeah. I mean, it won't be before the end of the season, but it won't be much too far into the next season either because all he needs is 11 more assists and he's tied for first. Well, that's going to be that's going to be something beautiful to see. I mean, we can't wait for that to be able to see him rise the ranks and pass Iguain. First of all, how salty do you think Iguain feels right now that he's not playing with Messi? Or do you think, think that he doesn't salty. care? Do you think, he, think cares he cares that he's not playing? No. no, I don't think so at all. I haven't seen him involved in anything football related since he retired. Like he hasn't yeah. come back. At least, at least I don't think he's come back to the stadium. Not that I've seen. He hasn't come back to the stadium. I haven't seen him on any guest shows. I haven't seen him interviewed about Messi. But you would figure that that would be an interview people would look for, right? It's yes. Miami player, Argentine teammate, like I, I, Argentine teammate. I thought that he would have had an interview somewhere. Like he's been a ghost. I think he's just enjoying his life. I think that he kind of feels sour that he... Well, I'm pretty sure that he was part of the recruiting process last year. When Messi came, when he was training... Yeah, when he came for training. Yeah, I can see that. He showed him around. I think that he was part of that process, for sure. All right. um, So, the game was great. It was was an ass-kicking, really. But... There was, uh, you know, it's, it's never all good when you're on Twitter. Now, I tweeted out that once Messi left, that the stands started emptying out. But people started posting videos, and it kind of just took on a life of its own. And uh, I'm kind of curious what you have to say, because some people had some strong words for the fans that were leaving. So um, what do you have to say about all the fans that were leaving in the 80th minute when Messi got subbed out. And by the way, Messi's apparently from what Franco Panizo was saying, he got he asked to be subbed out, which I mean, we were very surprised that he typical. ran out there 80 minutes. No, but I mean, he ran out there 80 minutes and we weren't expecting him to play that long. We thought that he would get subbed out in the 60th minute. I mean, he's cut this is basically his preseason. He is just starting to get acclimated to one playing in South Florida, which is a whole different beast in itself. And then getting back into football shape. And I, I, I am so impressed. I am so happy to say that he's a, a part of our team because for him to come out here and play 80 minutes with barely any time to train, awesome on his part. And uh, I'm really glad. But uh, what did you think about all the fans that left 
early once Messi got well, subbed out. Well, and I read on Twitter that there was a lot of people that were basically bitching and complaining like, oh, well, all these fans came to see your game. Don't complain. Enjoy the 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 the, the fandom that Messi brings. You know, I really I don't know if it's just being sour, but I think that if you're going to follow Messi, like at least pay some respect to the team that he plays for. Right. I mean, I don't know. Am I wrong for saying that? Am I wrong for feeling that way? That if you're gonna come and you're gonna enjoy Messi as a as a player, then the team think... that he's playing on, I think it'd be nice for you to sort of like stick around and watch the team that he freaking plays on. So does that I mean like wish... every time? No, I I disagree with you to an extent. I think it would have been nice for them to stay. Right, I stayed. I think it would have been nice if everybody stayed. But let's take into account a couple things. One, the parking situation after the game on Friday. Chris, how long did it take you to get out of the parking lot? Oh, my God. That's not even talking. It took me 45. I was sitting 45 minutes on Commercial Boulevard. All right. Exactly. That's one thing. Second, it's a Tuesday night. Most people work on Wednesday. That's two. Yeah. And three, it's 4-0. Like, it's a snoozer. So, at that point, why are you sticking around? Like, again, I have this weird thing where I stick around until the end of the games, whether it be basketball, baseball, whatever. It's a, it's a blowout. I'm, I'm sitting through all of it. My wife hates that I do that, but that's just kind of what I like to do. I like to sit through the whole thing. Welcome back, but Andres. I, I don't blame people for leaving a 4-0 game 10 minutes early when the game is decided and the parking is a disaster to get out of. So I, I don't think it was as bad. Do I wish they would have stayed? Yes. But I don't blame him either. Like I, I saw Trav said that that he would what was he called? He called I think he called them plastic fans. I I, I wouldn't be so harsh. I think that I them want, leaving. Yeah, early I wouldn't go so drastic. Serious. I wouldn't I wouldn't go so drastic myself. I wouldn't call them plastic fans because like they still stuck like they they stuck around for most of the game, right? There is a little bit of what you're mentioning where it's like, okay, let me go beat traffic, right? Um, the excitement. That yeah, go ahead. If it would have been 1-0, maybe 2-0, then I would have been a little more surprised. But 4-0 yeah. is basically like an NBA game when it's like a 25-point lead and there's like five minutes left. The game's over. The players want to leave the, the, the bench. Yeah, but I think the difference is, is that, especially with football, is that the fact that when Messi gets off the field, like you're literally watching hordes of people leave the stadium. It's not like... You know, a certain player gets off the court and then all these people come off, you know, get out. I mean, look at what happened with the with the heat when they were in the playoffs. A ton of people left minutes later. They were they were they were fighting to to, to win the game right now. Obviously, it's a little different with this last game, but like you can clearly see that the interest was solely on Messi and his performance because you see that everybody's leaving as soon as Messi sits sits. It's not like basketball where you could bring a player but, in two minutes later. Okay. okay, but this is how I see it. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the check-in can tell me if they agree. And I and if 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 you're not familiar with football, I'm sorry, I'm going to give you a football and uh, – I'm sorry, a basketball. I'm going to give you a basketball analogy. Wait, so wait before you, go, you do, before you do, listen to Lucas, listen to Stubbs, get that thumb, guys. What I tell you last time, get that thumb, beam, bam, boom, Okay. Yeah, we appreciate the likes and the subscriptions and all that other stuff. It really helps us out. Um, yes. So, 
Uh, I'm going to give you a, an NBA analogy, right? So let's say you go see, I don't know, you will see LeBron James, right? And it's a blowout. Boom, blowout. They're, they, he's playing for, I don't know, whatever team he's playing for. I guess the Lakers now. So he's playing for yeah. the Lakers. You went to see him play against whatever team, and it's a Lakers home game. And the team is winning by like 30 points, and there's like five minutes left, and you know Travis is going to be hell, right? And there's 30 minutes left. But nobody's leaving because he has like 98 points. Yeah. And you st- you want to leave, but you're like, but damn, what if he gets 100? So you stick around to see if it happens. I think Messi having a brace, everybody's like, I want to leave. I want to beat the traffic. It's 4-0. Why am I sticking around? But damn, I don't want to miss his first hat trick as an Inter-Miami player. Yeah. So you stick around for that. All of a sudden, Messi leaves. What are you sticking around for? For Robert Taylor hat trick? Maybe. Maybe the, the old Gs, like the people that care about Robert Taylor. But like those people that were like, oh, but wait, maybe Messi might get this hat trick. Maybe they stuck around a little longer to see if they got to witness that in person. But once Messi yeah. got off the field, it's a done game. It's 4-0. And there's really nothing else to wait for. That that hat trick would have might probably would have kept them the 90. But yeah, he once he was off, that's it. Let's beat the traffic. Yes, and and yes, uh, uh, definitely an exaggerated example, but I, w- I was going to do hat tr- uh, uh As a matter double, of fact, it's not, it's not really that big a deal. I think that 100 points in this era is possible. Are you <sighs> kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's players that shoot three-pointers like drinking water. 100 points, and, <laughs> and defense sucks more and more in basketball. So yeah. I could definitely see someone scoring 100 points. Come on. And yes, Claude, I agree that they missed one hell of a, a penalty block by uh by Drake. That was something that they really missed out on. But like, those people there's a lot of those people that I understand why some people are upset because a lot of those people did come to see Messi. But again, I, I don't kill him for it and I don't kill him for leaving early because like I said, that game was basically over. So I get and it. I, w- I wanna I wanna mention a comment by Mike V. They cut off the alcohol 20 minutes before last did game. They? No, not yeah, not last game, but the game before that. When I was leaving the stadium, there were people literally selling cans of beer right outside the stadium. So that way everybody could stay nice and litty. Interesting. I didn't know. Listen, I mean, I never I never buy alcohol at the game, so I, I don't even know when they cut that off anyway. Listen, Joe Kerr, I can guarantee you that I could get six points in an NBA game. Guarantee <laughs> it. Danny, don't play with me. Don't play. No, I, I, I was about to compliment you, but now I don't even feel like complimenting you anymore. No, you know what? I was going to say, no. look, everybody, look, Chris jokes about him being a big guy. I, I think if people were to see you play basketball, they'd be pleasantly surprised. He's, well, a, I mean, he's couple... a showboater for sure. He's a showboater. Yeah, but, you know, I, I'll give it to him. Chris, Chris, Chris kind of surprises some people when they see him on the court. A couple people in the chat might have seen me play ball because I did play ball with, uh, I did play My ball with guys. Wilson. With some of the Vice City guys, I played with Wilson. I played, um, I played with Wario, as as most of you know, Bernie, and uh, and a couple other guys. So that was that was a really cool experience. Uh, only time fans leave stadiums is when they are losing. No, I mean, when when you're winning by a lot and you got to get up early to work the next day, and the game's basically over, some people leave. Now I will say that I understand that that is a very Miami thing. And for those of you that are in different parts of the country or the world that are watching this, Miami is unfortunately known as a city uh, that 
has late arriving fans to the stadium and also fans that tend to leave a little early, which is unfortunate, but that is something that they're known for. So uh, if you see a, a blowout of some kind, don't expect uh, the stadium to stay full until the very end. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing a full stadium, hopefully, if we play against Orlando next game. Yes, I, I guess let's get into that. And, and you, I know you touched on it earlier uh, in the episode. Um, as far as the tickets, you didn't get tickets for next week, at least not yet, because you're upset about the pricing. I thought the pricing was a little better this week. I mean, it's better. I mean, obviously, I, that 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 goes without saying. The the prices, yes, they were better for this coming game versus the last two games. But but that's because, like I said, I think Inter Miami thought that they were going to smash big. All the buyers thought that they were going to resell big. Um, now there's a realization that there's sort of a cap, a ceiling, and so now there isn't that much of a of a of an expectation. Well, I, I agree with you. I think that they that they overestimated the money that people could spend like this this economy is tough right now like i think yeah. they under they understand the demand there's gonna be demand there and yeah. if you sold the tickets for a decent price they would sell out and continue to resell and everything but when you yeah. make the basic ticket the cheapest one 175 dollars you already lost a bunch of people sure. because if i'm buying sure. that to resell it i can't sell it at 175 I got to make a profit. So you already eliminated. You destroyed a lot of the yeah. fans. So I think that it's unfortunate that that's what they've done. And look, they priced me out to an extent. I got my two tickets for yesterday's game and the Friday's game before Messi signed. Yeah. When I, when I decided to go with my daughter yesterday, my wife and son ended up having to stay home. But I spent the majority of my day hoping that somebody would drop the prices low enough so that I could buy two additional tickets and I could take my son and my wife. But unfortunately, yeah. they didn't. They never dropped under 190. I'm not paying 190 for row 29 on a Tuesday yeah, that's, night. That's crazy. So uh, it's 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 unfortunate. It's ridiculous. And it's not a good look because when you have Messi on your field, you shouldn't have empty seats anywhere. And I understand that they don't give a crap because they sold the ticket. They made their money. Because the people that ended up getting stuck with the tickets were the resellers. But it's yeah. not a good look. It's not it's a good not. look. And you, and you kind of started that trend by setting the original tickets so high that the resellers ended up having to double your prices just to make a decent profit because of all those fees and everything that StubHub and Ticketmaster and all those people take away. So you're killing us, Miami. You're killing us. You're killing the OG fans. Yes, the tourist that shows up to Miami for the game will pay those prices. But the people that are here that want to come to the games every week, we can't afford that on a weekly basis. So get your head out of your ass and help us out. And and look at look at Joe mentioning that the Lego stands are over 140. I don't trust I don't trust any bodies <laughs> the on Lego there. That stands. is a lie that is a liability waiting to happen. And no way they put, the worst no way they put that up with, with, it, with it not being 100% secure, man. And and the worst part is Joe is the fact that they're 140 and that's before Ticketmaster comes and robs you in your bank account. Yes. Because you will be paying like 200 plus dollars for a $140 ticket. And and so, look and then let's say hypothetically and this is for anybody that ever thinks about buying a ticket and just to sell it, just so you know, if you buy the ticket, let's say at $140, you're going to pay like 165 for it, okay? 
Maybe then when more. you go ahead and try to resell it, let's say for two hundred dollars, they take a fee out. So if you bought it for one forty, but you paid one sixty five, and then you try to sell it for two hundred, they're taking like twenty or thirty dollar fee out of there, and you're gonna make like ten bucks off of it. So the resellers are like, "F that! I gotta sell it for two fifty. Otherwise, it was pointless." And it's a vicious circle that we find ourselves in, and we gotta get ourselves out of that. So into Miami, you gotta start. I do appreciate that you lowered it a little bit, right? A little bit, but still not enough. The cheapest ticket was like 80 bucks today. I got two of them. That was 160 plus tax. It was almost $200. If I want to go with my family, that's $400. I'm a season ticket holder. So, I, okay, so the rest of my season is taken care of. So I'm buying these tickets for the League's Cup. But let's say they, they win and they advance. I believe we have one more home game that's possible. If... If we make it to another game, I'm going to drop another $400 for my four, four family members to go, $800 in two games, plus the $50 that you're charging in parking. I'm sorry. I understand that right now you're kind of going ahead and, and just worried about the tourists that are going to come from Argentina to come see Messi or from other parts of the world. But we're here every week. Help us out. Well, and and Leroux mentions if if the game would have been sold out on Friday or Saturday, most definitely, most definitely. If this game was on a Friday or Saturday, the game would have been sold out, and then Inter Miami would have been dumb enough to be able to put on their page that we sold out the game. And Steve Munoz mentioning on the comment section, uh, shout out to the stadium security; they've been on alert tackling fans. Which somebody got by a security. Yes. Like, what are what? we doing? Not only do we How have do a Lego want- stance, but we got Lego Roblox. We got Roblox security around here. Did they show that on the TV? Did you get to see the fan that that ran when Messi got subbed out? No, I saw that from a from a from a video. Okay, well, let me tell you something. I feel for that kid because he planned that. Like it must have been a spontaneous thing. It wasn't well planned because everybody knew Messi was getting subbed out. He was by the north stand, and Messi isn't a fast walker. He kind of just floats, and he started floating towards the sideline. Like and for some Jesus. reason, this fan decides to wait until Messi basically is saying, what's up to Tata? He's like, hey, you know, good game. And that's when the, the, the fan decides to take off. And I'll give it to Bad him. He, he eluded a security guard, but that was a long run across the pitch. And by the time that he finally got to Messi's area, he was gassed. He gave himself up right before he got there. I feel really bad, but that was one hell of a run, one hell of an effort. But, dude, if you're going to do it, do it better. Like, Messi was by himself in the middle of the pitch. Like, why the heck did you wait until he was all the way by the by the bench? And out and the security guards, man, they got to do better because that kid got, got away clean, and he broke the security guard to the ground. Well, and I'll tell you right now, uh, Bruno is asking what happened to the kid. He almost made it. Do they get banned? No, Bruno. What they do is they take him over to Dolphin Stadium and try him out for the Dolphins. <laughs> That's I believe they do, they do get banned. I, I believe they do get banned. Now, how they how they make sure that that person never gets back in, I'm not sure exactly how they do it. I believe they also get arrested. I'm not sure how serious the charges are for trespassing or whatnot. But um, uh, I do, do know that they do get a ban. But how do they guarantee that he's not going to come back? I, I don't know how they, exactly they go about that. Listen, I want to mention here. Ooh, uh, ooh, this right here. This this was this is right here so far the best comment of the night. It's nice. Right I mean. What do you expect you, from Inter-Miami's attorney? Welcome back, Bobby. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you this much. And I love this comment here by Lucas saying, I'll sue Beckham and own in Miami. If those Lego stands go down, I want to make a secret meeting with all the big guys. We're going to go gather <laughs> in one of the corners and we're going to jump all over backflips if possible. And we're bringing that down, baby. We're I'm all telling you, on that. I'm telling you, zero percent chance that thing is probably more reinforced than the actual stands. No way that they're gonna build that and have any chance that that goes down in the messy era. Because not only would it be a big story down here, that's a worldwide story. Forget about it. egg in their face. That thing, nothing is bringing those little Lego stands down. For I, I, I am hundred percent sure of that. Listen, I could have sworn that I looked through it and it looks like it's being held by like uh by like rusty pipes or something. Look at this. I, I snipers snipers are in the stands. So wherever the where, where the fireworks are, guys, where they're shooting, there's also five snipers up at the top of that rafter. Yes, uh, belly flops, Mike. Yeah. I, I am really liking the fireworks that are going off after every goal. And after well, after the game, after the wins, I think that's really cool. Also, no, and you, I, that kind of you know, it's cool. I get it. It Danny. chaps your it's ass. Cool. It chaps your it ass. It really, it really bothers me that they had to freaking put a fit because the supporters, because La Familia and all the supporter groups are doing fireworks. They had to bitch and complain about it. Messi's here now. They cancel all the flights next door. They could do fireworks whenever somebody throws a pail, right? I mean, come on, come on, man. What the hell's a pedo? Isn't it pedo or pedo? I've just learned it is a pedo with a D. P-E-D. Yes, it is with pedo. a D. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Pale? I thought it was P-E-O, pedo. Oh, you are Cuban as hell. It's Let like the whole you. Cuban thing, you know? Like yeah, Cubans I don't know. say uno, dos, tres. They say uno, dos, tres. Where the <laughs> S is at, bro? Oh, man. That's rough. All right. So. Don't judge next me, bro. Next week, we have um, our first knockout game. And there's a chance that we play against Houston or Orlando. Now, I, I don't know. I unfortunately didn't have a chance to look at at the, the possibilities of who's going to win that group. But my understanding is that Houston or Orlando are the most likely. Now, if you had to choose between Houston or Orlando or... Um, Emerson Rodriguez's team. I forgot their names, like Wunas or something. Who would you uh, want to play? Between that them or Orlando. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd rather play Orlando. I think that's going to bring a lot more fans to the stands. I would I love to play gonna... Orlando next week also. Yeah, I think that it would be way more of an entertaining game. I think the stakes would be ultimately high. Like, I mean, we're talking about like astronomically. Not only for the fact that we're going to be playing against Orlando, um and for you know for a chance at the league's cup but we're playing orlando which is our like in-state rival right and mm -hmm. uh you know who wants to you know who which one of you freaking Bra uh barney followers are going to come down to south florida you guys are going to have to pay an arm and a leg for your seats if i find out that you guys need seats i'm going to make sure that you get triple quadrupled offered all right so here's the scenario so houston already played their two games and they tied both and they got uh they got three points okay so they got three points orlando has two points santo laguna has one point there's only one game left in that group which is orlando against santo laguna 
If yeah. Orlando beats Santa Laguna, they advance and they play against Miami. If Orlando ties with Santa Laguna, but they win the penalty shootout, then they advance also. Yeah. And Santa Laguna would have to beat Orlando to win that group. Oh, right. And if Santa La- yeah, and if they win outright, they'll win the the group and they would play. So there's still yeah. a possibility of playing all three teams. Because and if yes. Orlando and Santa Laguna's tie and Santa Laguna wins the the shootout, it would be a three-way tie with three points. And I don't know what the tiebreaker is. Is it goal differential? This is gonna be a mess. All three teams and- are still possibilities though. And Broward Heron, yes, Mike V is serious. I don't want to bring it up because, you know, I don't want to give too much attention to it. No, we're not giving attention to that crap. Yeah. Uh, So I'd like to see Orlando. I think think overall, I think Orlando would be a thousand percent the better better opponent. Uh, But how funny would that be for Orlando to be knocked out and not even be able to advance in this tournament? That would be amazing. That'd be amazing to watch. No, man, I want to play them. I want to be the ones to knock them out. Of course, uh, you want, want to be to the be ones to knock them out. And I think it would be awesome. I think it would, the first time that we have uh, Miami Orlando since in the Messi era. I think there's so many reasons that I want to see. And you know what? Joseph owns Orlando, and he didn't do much the last time they played. But I promise you, with Messi behind them. Joseph finally gets on the board against Orlando. Obviously, we're just talking crap here because we don't know who we're going to play against. But I, I would love to see, um, I would love to see Orlando. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That that's going to be probably one of the most entertaining games, uh, for sure of the of the entire League's Cup. I think a lot of stakes, yeah. just different yeah. kind of stakes. I'm looking forward to it. All right, um, I. I I think that's it. I think we've covered just about everything. Anything else that you would like to uh, for the people, Chris? Nah, man. It was a fun time. You guys in the chat always make it better. Thank you guys so much for for joining in and 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 helping everybody laugh and hang out and chill. Um, and I can't wait for next week, dude. Next week is going to be a blast. Wow. Thank you, Andres. I, yes. I appreciate you. Andres is one of the originals. Actually, when we we started going live. Uh, I want to say in January, beginning of January, right? We've been doing this yeah. for over a year. We started going over live. And I want to say the first two or three weeks, we had a solid six or seven. And then we started slowly growing. And it's yeah. seven months later, obviously messy later. And that's helped a lot. But we do appreciate all you guys. And we, we recognize which ones were here the longest. And all the new ones, we appreciate you also. But those that have been with us since the beginning, we really appreciate you for taking the time to join us on Monday and Wednesday nights and joining in the chat, man, because like, like we say, every episode, you guys are the best part of the chat. So we really appreciate you guys for that and sticking with us and supporting us. So, and staying uh, consistently and staying consistently yeah. with us. And so not that's just something that, that we do have to appreciate. They also stayed with us throughout that seven game losing streak, the 11 winless games all before Messi. We've been here. We're going to be here through the Messi era, after the Messi era. We welcome everybody, Messi fans, Neymar fans, when he comes after Messi's gone. Everybody, you're all welcome. You're all battered herons along with us. We appreciate you guys. And um, and Steve Munoz, you're terrible with your cruise question. I, I hope you – this is just terrible. Yeah, it's just terrible. Steve, I mean, what do you do for vacation, bro? 
what do you, what do you do for vacation? What what is what's going on here? Uh, so for those of you that listen on audio all the way to the end, we appreciate you. On Monday, we'll be back at nine o'clock. We're gonna have man. I hope I pronounce this correctly. Kevincho, 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 Kevincho. He's a, a TikToker, YouTuber. Everybody kind of knows a huge Argentina and Messi fan. I believe he's also a big KC fan, and he's gonna be on because uh, he, he likes to talk Messi. So he's gonna join us on uh, on Monday. And for sure, we're gonna ask the question, Lucas. Come on, I gotta ask oh, Kevin Cho oh. what kind of steak he's gonna pick. He's Argentine and he's going two. He's going three. I'm, I'm, do you think three? Three's a safe bet. I'm I'm yeah. saying two. He's going to. Well, I, I and and imagine he goes six on the toast like Italy Jet. That would be That's amazing. That's not happening. That's not happening. All right. So again, appreciate you guys that listen all the way to the end on the audio. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you again for listening all, for watching all the way to the end. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, we will catch you guys on Monday at nine o'clock. We'll be previewing. The, well, I mean, I don't know who we're going to play against, but whoever we're playing against, we'll be previewing that game. And if you haven't already, go ahead and visit batterfans.com if you would like to get some into Miami Messi or, you know, other stuff just coming up on this website soon also. Until Monday, we will catch you guys later. Peace.